level up your hunting game and join the cause. Help preserve small town Texas hunting culture and become a more successful hunter by learning the best ways to squeeze the most out of your budget and precious time out in the field. Welcome to the Feed Bandit Podcast. Here are your resident bandits, Richard Kinchlow and Jimmy Byrne. Well, hello there, faithful followers of the Feed Bandit Podcast. How's everybody doing today? Corn Bandit coming back at you with another little uh, solo podcast here tonight. Uh, Mr. El Bandito himself has the uh, has the evening off. Uh, as you know, uh, Jimmy is a, a great scientist and he is also a philosophizer. And he, uh, he, he used to study under the likes of Socrates and and the other dude, uh, bald head, war robes. Uh, let's see, rhymes with that. What's that stuff that uh, you play with? You could make stuff with as a kid. Different colors, taste good, kind of play play doh. Yeah, yeah, play doh. Yeah. So anyway, old Jim's busy doing his philosophy type stuff and and all kinds of science stuff like Leonardo DiCaprio and anyway. Well, he could not join us on tonight's episode, excuse me, but that is okay uh, because I am back here with you and uh, going to be talking a little bit about uh, the weekend uh, we just had. Uh, hell of a weekend. That, that's 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 all I can say. Uh, well, that that that's all I can say for now. So we'll jump right into it uh, because it's a it's a great story and uh, it was really just kind of one of those weekends that you'll. You know, that uh, I certainly won't forget, and I'm hoping the people I was hunting with wouldn't forget. So, uh, set the stage for you. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about, uh, we'll hit the deer hunting piece first. So, um, boy, it was kind of a, a, a tale of uh, uh, two days, really. Uh, Saturday, or we'll start on Friday. Friday, I think the high got up to, oh, 76, something of that nature. You know, so your, your very typical second weekend of November weather, right? Uh, j- just ridiculous, but it was hot and it was windy. And, um, you know, of course, when you get those types of conditions, uh, obviously not optimal for deer hunting, <laughs> needless to say. So the, uh, the group that was at Rancho Bandito, they, uh, they got smart. They listened to their training and, uh, they decided to hit a couple of blind and feeder combinations that were typically, uh, you know, out, out of the wind per se, or at least as much as possible, um, really ones that, uh, you know, that, that don't require the deer to make a long trip from cover. Cause again, you know, it's, it's warm, it's windy, scents are swirling. The, the deer are just never all that comfortable. So, you know, having cover close by, uh, you know, your feeding station obviously is very important, especially for days like, um, uh, like on that, uh, that, uh, Friday. Well, <laughs> truthfully on Saturday too, it was just unbelievably windy, uh, so um, that's what we contended with, and uh, one of our uh, one of our buddies ended up shooting a really nice doe. Ended up being about four and a half years old, one hundred and thirty pounds, uh, phenomenal. Did have a couple of fawns, but the fawns were, you know, by this time of year they are well, way, way overweaned, and uh, you know they hang out with mama, okay, but they don't rely on mama. So I, I think that's a really important lesson too. I know there are a lot of guys out there like, oh man, you know. You know, when I'm making orphans of these things, but you know, truthfully, you're really not. You know, those um, those fawns by this time of year, even by October, they're winged. You know, you got you got to realize 
you know, deer in the wild, they only live for, you know, for, for eight and a half years, uh, you know, and, and that's, I'd say that's on the high side. So, you know, it, it, everything is kind of sped up in a deer world, unlike, uh, unlike us, uh, uh, pathetic, worthless humans who, uh, who take so long to, to grow up, but, uh, Hey, so anyway, so, so that's kind of what happened on, on, on Friday, uh, wake up on, on Saturday morning, uh, conditions were a little bit better, nowhere near as windy, uh, still had, uh, still pretty warm though, you know, in the afternoon high, I think it got up close to 80 this time wind was actually, and so yeah, the wind was actually just as bad as Friday. So again, went to the, uh, went to the old traditional again, kind of like we did Friday, uh, went to the blinds that were more sheltered, more, more covered with cover nearby. And, uh, my same buddy, it paid off for him again. So we ended up taking another wonderful doe. Uh, actually 125 pounds, uh, which was fantastic. And, um, yet again, uh, you know, picking the right blind to the conditions, uh, and paid off, uh, fast forward again to Sunday morning and, uh, actually, no, when was that? No, let's see. Uh, yeah, no, I'm sorry. So, uh, Saturday morning, he ended up popping another doe as well. So he ended up with three deer, which was just phenomenal. Uh, obviously that, that kind of takes care of his meat quota. So I'm uh, obviously very, very happy for him. Um, he, uh, he certainly did it right. And, uh, now his, uh, his son, 11 year old is gonna, he's going to be on the gun and, uh, they're going to see if they can't take a, you know, a good management buck or we'll see who shows up. So a heck of a weekend for the deer hunters. Uh, pigs were pretty active too. Ended up shooting several, 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 uh, hogs, which is, you know, as usual, also bagged a couple of turkeys as well. So, uh, Rancho Bandido is, is, uh, is definitely cooking. Uh, one thing I would like to mention is, and some people have asked us, you know, how's the acorn crop look? Well, I'll tell you the acorn crop that we have, um, basically it, 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 it was nothing like it was a couple of, uh, or last year rather. Uh, so obviously that's a great thing. Um, you know, last year was so difficult being that we had so many, such a huge, massive acorns that, you know, the deer and the hogs never went to the feeders. And again, that's, you know, again, one of the reasons why when you plan out your location, where's your blind going to be, where's your feeder going to be, you know, try to try to make those, those locations where you at least got, you're along good travel routes as well, right? So if they're not hitting those feeders, maybe you can keep, you can catch them in transition. So uh, definitely not having the problems that we did last year. Uh, which is uh, which is always nice. Uh, made for made for kind of a challenging season. So, um, okay, well, let's talk about the, the the part of the weekend that really really excited me, and this will be the uh, the uh, the central or the uh, northern zone opener of the Texas duck season. So, uh, obviously, I've been chomping at the bit for this for for quite some time. You know, wasn't really able to hunt dove at the at the end of uh, uh the end of the dove season really uh just because of halloween and a couple other things that were going on so i was i was very excited and really really chomping at the bit to get out there so um oh uh, anyways what uh really talking to my friends who were down there on friday they, they kept saying man there's there's a lot of ducks on the on the, on, on this main tank that i hunt and i said okay you know, well, how many is a lot? And, you know, I was getting reports from, 
you know, 50 to 100 to 200. So I really didn't know really what I was going to be up against. Okay. And then, you know, unfortunately had to get the girls and, you know, Friday night we showed up after dark. So I, I certainly couldn't tell for myself really what was going on as far as who we had or how many birds we really had on the lake. So, um, early season, you know, early season, uh, ducks, uh, well, obviously early seasons opening day, you know, really kind of the sky's the limit to I me. Mean, one thing is, is always for sure. You got to be in camo. Okay. You, you can't, you can't be stupid. You know, the ducks aren't as, as gun shy, but you sure as hell can't get sloppy and you can't be stupid, but you can put your decoys out there. You can put your motion decoys out there. You can really got to go to town. So that, that's, that's kind of what we did. Um, I think I ended up putting out, uh, probably a dozen decoys, and I was positioned along this, underneath this big oak tree, uh, which is great because the canopy kind of keeps me protected from birds that will will be looking at me. But in, in the same breath, um, you know, once the sun started coming up, I was I was pretty out in the open. So uh, I do have a duck blind. We because I wasn't able to go down the past couple of weekends, I wasn't able to put it out there to get it used to them. So uh, it is currently out there, and I hope they're. Uh, Hope they're getting used to it. So that's certainly going to help me uh, keep a little bit more concealed, um, uh, because my goodness, when that sun came up, those those birds can definitely see me. So, um, you know that really the the first 10, 15 minutes before legal shooting lie are just they're just really cool. They're magical to me, really, because you know the, these ducks just start dropping in out of nowhere. You know, and if you've got those. Um, you know, we, we use this Walker game ears, uh, headphones, right. And so you can, you can hear the birds whizzing around. They sound like little jets and it's just a, just a really cool experience. Well, on this particular hunt with me on, uh, on that Saturday morning, I had a, a good friend of mine and his daughter, uh, and then my daughter, my oldest daughter, Abby with me. And so, you know, obviously Abby is, uh, she's a, she's a vet she's done, been there, done this. Uh, but the gentleman with me, he had only been out one other time with me. I don't even think we saw a duck. Um, I don't even think we saw a bird, to be honest with you. And his daughter had never been out. So this was kind of, a, um, you know, a real new experience for them. Obviously, want to try and make a good impression, if at all possible. But, you know, that's that's obviously very hard to, to, to do when you're hunting. You know, you never know what's going to happen. But uh, boy, oh boy, oh boy. I, I tell you, I think God was working us that day because... Uh, I, he left one hell of an impression. He did on me, and I've been doing this for billions of years. Um, let's just put it this way. The long of the short is when when that sun came up, okay, and, and legal shooting light had passed, and we had 50, 100, 200, probably probably had uh, conservatively 250 different ducks on the lake. You know, and when I say different, I mean everything from puddle ducks, you know, to teal mallards. And then we had a lot, we had a ton of diver ducks on there as well. And if you remember what we've kind of always talked about in the past, at least down in, in central Texas, you just, I don't see divers typically till really in, in good numbers. Okay. Until, until December. And here it is November 14 or something of that nature. And I've got ring necks in front of me. I got all kinds of th diver ducks in front of me. So it was, it was really just a, a plethora of ducks. So uh, ended up doing doing really well. The limit in Texas uh, is uh, six birds. End up taking four. A majority of them are teal, which uh, if you've ever heard me uh, rant and rave, I'm a, I'm a big teal fan. Uh, love, love, love those teal. Uh, so shot uh, several of them. Uh, ended up taking a, um, uh, what was, oh, a widgeon drake 
which is one of my favorite puddle ducks as well. Beautiful, beautiful animal. And I love their whistle too. Uh, and then the, the, my fourth bird, fourth and final bird for the day was a redhead drake. So, you know, the, the redheads are, are real popular, real popular, really, um, you know, kind of, they really key in on the Texas coast. And, uh, you know, if you, you, you hear anybody who's hunting down there on the Texas coast or probably Louisiana coast as well, you know, they'll always talk about the, you know, the plethora of redheads or Rancho Bandino, we get our fair share as well. So really cool to be able to take a, a redhead drake. Uh, also in the, in there were some of the, they call them the king of the divers, uh, the, the, the canvas back. Okay. They're kind of like the mallard, if you will, of, of, uh, of diver ducks. They are, uh, I think they're the biggest diver duck and they, they kind of look like a big redhead, but they are big. Um, they got kind of a white and silver body with them with like black in there as well. So I uh, saw a few of them, but didn't have a chance at them, but uh, just a, just a really, really great morning. I mean, just seeing all these ducks, you know, and of course you just can't appreciate it until you see an event like that. And so it was, it was really cool. And I gave a good thanks to Ducks Unlimited and the Delta Waterfowl because, you know, I truly believe that those folks are, are definitely making an impact. So, uh, a great day all around again, ended up getting four limit with six, uh, yeah, probably could have stayed around, but you know what? I had four. Don't I don't want to be greedy. Um, and just, just so pleased. Great evening with, or great morning with, with a good friend and, uh, my daughter and her friend. And then, um, my dog did well as well. You know, Scarlett, she's an older pup. She's going to be 12. I think this uh, actually in a couple of days, December 3rd. And, uh, you know, she's still got it. Uh, she can't really see him all that well, but she can sure go fetch him. She just loves it. So I uh, was, was really excited about that. Uh, unfortunately, that ding-dong also has the ability to hurt herself uh, quite frequently. And one of the things she loves to do is she'll bring a bird in and she'll do this victory roll. And she rolls around there on the, on the, the shoreline. Okay, well, you know, sometimes she kind of digs her face into there and she, uh, she scars or she gets a little abscessed on her eye. Well, that is exactly what has happened so $120 later on Monday, uh, I have a fixed dog again, and unfortunately, she's on the disabled list for about 10 days. So uh, she's not going to like that uh, at all. Uh, I hope to be able to hunt her uh, later on, later in Thanksgiving, but uh, she is going to be ticked off. But uh, great morning. Absolutely great morning. Couldn't have asked for anything better. Uh, decoys worked really well. Uh, one thing that, that I will share with you, and again, it's kind of tough to see, but if you can kind of imagine, I'm looking out there and I've got the shoreline, the shoreline in front of me kind of does a big C. Okay. So I'm, I'm in this little, almost like, like a teardrop. Okay. So when I was putting my decoys out that morning, again, it's kind of, kind of tough to see it was dark and I was sweating too. God, it was, it was like 60 degrees. It was kind of miserable, but, uh, I, I, I didn't put my decoys far enough up against the bank. Okay. And, and then what, what I'm saying is, is that I, I should have pushed them a little bit further back, kind of more towards the bank, because what was happening is I had a bunch of teal, that you know, tiny ducks, right? Teal, the smallest puddle duck there is, uh, were slipping in behind those decoys. So they were tough to get without annihilating my decoys. Um, so that was something that I corrected on Sunday morning. So Fast forward to Sunday morning, uh, me and my my good buddy who shot his three deer, we uh, 
he was he was done shooting deer, of course, you know, with a little arrogant swagger. And he says, right, let's go out there and we'll shoot some ducks. I said, absolutely. So uh, we go out there and we put out the decoys. And, you know, I, I'm not expecting nearly uh, the numbers, of course. And, and that's typical. You know, I, you shoot a tank twice and it's uh, the second day. You're probably not going to have a lot of ducks now or not as many rather. But the big difference between this morning and Saturday morning was that we had a front come in. Okay. And, you know, those ducks are on the, the front end of those fronts. Right. So. Um, you know, all those ducks that we had really have been blown down by that, that, that first front or by that front in advance of the front, but, um, still just had a, a bunch of ducks in the area. The great thing was, is it cooled it down some because we're sweating bullets out there and those waders neoprene don't breathe. Um, but, but more importantly is I had motion in my decoys. You probably heard me complain about that a million times, but Man, if you know, ducks don't just sit there like a stump, all right? They're constantly moving, moving their heads, going down to feed, doing this, quacking, whatever it may be. And so without any motion, it really doesn't look all that good. Well, this, I had a steady 10 to 15 mile an hour north winds. It was right in my face. It was perfect. And, and the birds worked magically. So uh, shot a hell of a lot better. My, my buddy and I ended up taking four apiece. Um, let me see here. I ended up getting a ring neck, ring neck and three teal, which of course, you know, me love the green wing teal. So I was a fan of that. My buddy ended up taking, I think he took, he took three. Yeah. He took three teal and he also, he also popped a, a Gabwall Drake, uh, which was, it was kind of funny because this, this Gabwall Drake, it's kind of one of those 35,000, um, you know, feet shots where he, the thing is so far up there. We're like, why? Well, what the hell? He's kind of birds were kind of hot, stuck up in the wind, checking out our spread. So we lit into him, and he did one of these sail. He was a sailor, you know. He went sailing out there in the field, and I'm in my waiter, so my buddy had to go fetch him, and he uh, he tried to get up, but uh, my my good buddy powder puffed him. So uh, Mister Mister uh, Mister Gadwall the Gray did not make it very far, but. Anyway, just another super, super, super cool hunt. Uh, all in all, the best opening weekend I have ever had. Uh, didn't limit two away, but still uh, just an absolute ball. And uh, just truthfully very thankful for that that opportunity to be with all those great people and uh, be able to shoot some birds. You know, Going back to the first day, um, it was all said and done, and we were uh, big birds were picked up, and you know, it was kind of reflecting upon the shoot. You know, I said to myself, man, you know, my, uh, this is, that was just a really cool event. You know, Richard, you did your job as a, as a seasoned hunter to show people the miracle of nature, you know, show them something that they don't see, you know, at, at 630 in the middle of the city of Dallas, you know, uh, nature is truly a magical thing and it's, it's always, it's always something new. So, um, that was, that was really, really cool, but Anyway, going to get back after him this weekend and see what we can do. Weather is kind of stagnant. It's been a dry, dry month. Uh, thank God we had all the rain that we did. I think it was September and August, but you know, tanks are getting a little dry. Um, that's going to benefit me because our tanks, some majority of the ones we hunt, hold a lot of water. So if we can get some more cold air, which I think we've definitely got some coming uh, next week, that's really going to benefit us. So. Uh, anyways, looking forward to it. Going to start to get into some deer hunting this weekend as well. 
and uh, we shall see what we can do. So that is it for me uh, tonight. Uh, certainly appreciate you all following us. Uh, stay safe out there in this crazy-ass world with the dumb politicians and that stupid contravirus. Um, we got to, uh, we got to, we got to sit back and relax. Y'all enjoy this hunting season and try not to think too much about the other crap that's infesting this world. So, uh, anyways, my, my good friends, thanks again for following us, watching, listening to us, uh, as always support your local feed store and introduce a new person to hunting. See you down the road. Thanks for listening to the feed bandit podcast. If you like what we discuss on the show, be sure to sign up to our email list to get even more killer hunting ideas, tips, tricks, and exclusive deals on innovative hunting gear and services delivered straight to your inbox. Sign up over at FeedBandit.com or simply by texting the word BANDIT to 33777. See you on the next one. And remember, support your local feed store.